Time flies. The first iPhone came out 16 years ago. A revolution in your pocket. Apparently, someone didn't want the revolution. An unopened first-generation iPhone up for auction. Estimated value, $50,000. 83 times the original value. Two thousand and seven, George W. Bush was president, and a dozen eggs broke the one dollar mark for the first time. But the new iPhone set you back five hundred ninety nine dollars. That's when Karen Green got hers, but she never opened it. And this many years later, well, she's in for a payday. Fifty thousand dollars may seem steep to most of us, but some people are willing to pay that much to own a piece of technology history. After all. Things have never been the same. Christians know that no matter what we own in this life, our real treasure is elsewhere. In heaven, where moths and vermin don't destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal, where is your treasure? Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, where I get to share with you the great story that's all about Jesus. It's February 6th, 2023. And we're continuing our series called Return to the Hiding Place. Are you stockpiling God's Word like an arsenal for your life? Do you believe that? I certainly do. I hope you do as well. Like the Allied forces in World War II stockpiling weapons to use for an invasion like D-Day, you and I are in a war as well. A spiritual war. We can stockpile an arsenal of God's Word in our hearts so it can be used with the Spirit to speak to us when we are beside ourselves with fears or doubts. Do you feel like your arsenal of God's Word is a little lacking? Why don't you stay with me in these next few minutes? And then come back tomorrow and all week. We're going to be stocking our spiritual arsenal with God's Word. And today we'll be looking at one of the greatest weapons found in Romans 8.28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And we will also hear from a woman who lived through World War II. We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know where. We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just as you always do, for I know we'll meet again some sunny day. That was Vera Lynn. That's Dorothy Buckley, originally from the UK, but then she moved to British Columbia. And a sweet woman who loved Jesus, and she will be sharing a bit of her story with us later in the program. And when we're all said and done today... I'd like to share a DVD with you that contains the true life story of another woman who made it through World War II. Corrie ten Boom and her Christian family hid Jews in their home from the Nazis that occupied their home country of Holland in that great war. They knew the risk and they still worked and saved hundreds. But eventually they were caught and it was in the Nazi concentration camps that Corrie came to know Christ in a way she had never experienced before. The Hiding Place was produced by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures, and we have a remastered copy for you on DVD. Plus, it comes with the sequel movie, Return to the Hiding Place. 
It's a double feature filled with double hope as you see and hear how Christians survived those hard days of World War II. It's a story of light that we all need to see over and over again in our dark days. I'd like for you to get in touch with us after the program. Make your gift to the ministry, but ask for your copy of this DVD, a double feature. Our number to call is 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And of course, you can also come to our website. And if you do have an extra moment to do that, watch the videos with Corey we've posted there and some clips from the movies. Our web address is haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And that's where you can also ask for a copy of the movies on DVD after you make your gift to the ministry. Now let's open the program with a song called Refuge by Finding Fever.
You've joined A Haven Today, another program called Return to the Hiding Place. I'm Charles Morris, and that was Refuge by Finding Favor. Earlier, I said that Christians need to be stockpiling an arsenal of God's Word in our hearts so that it can be used by God's Spirit to speak to us when we are beside ourselves in hard times, like when we are afraid or in doubt, or even when we're filled with angst. It's an interesting word, isn't it? Angst, a feeling of deep anxiety or dread, typically an unfocused one about the human condition or the state of the world in general. And along with that definition, the Oxford Dictionary traces the origin of the English angst to a German word from the 1920s, coming out of a a word for fear. Do you feel like your arsenal of God's word is lacking? How do we begin to fill it up when we're feeling low? Romans 8.28 is a good place to start to fill your arsenal so the Lord can speak to you. Whether you're suffering from everyday angst or you're undergoing deep anxiety or dread, whether from your human condition of the moment or the state of the world in general. Here's an example. It was Monday, January 17, 1994, 4.30 and 55 seconds a.m., was the exact time, according to the Jet Propulsion Lab in Pasadena, California. A Christian friend of mine was almost to work in Los Angeles. He was the morning newscaster on the number one talk station in America. On a Southern California freeway, the road suddenly began to buckle under him. Ahead, under tall Los Angeles streetlights, he could see the highway begin to rise and fall. And just before Ken Gallagher's car fell into an opening wide hole of asphalt and concrete in front of him, he reached his exit, and he managed to drive to a surface street before the elevated freeway collapsed. He was on the air, unsettled, his voice still trembling a few minutes later as Southern Californians were shaken awake early to the 6.0 Northridge earthquake in the San Fernando Valley and beyond. He had seen death's door in front of him that morning. Two 6.0 aftershocks were still to come. The moving of seismic plates was felt as far away as Las Vegas. As many as 60 people died either directly from the quake or from subsequent cardiac arrest. People lost their homes. A member of the Haven of Rest Quartet was so shaken he gathered his family and immediately moved back to Nashville. He was through with Southern California. The next Sunday, A friend of mine canceled his sermon series, and before a packed church in Hollywood, he pulled from his arsenal and preached from Romans 8.28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. When your life is upended and your future seems unclear, what's in your arsenal that'll see you through as you face death's door? Earthquakes are nothing new. If you have the chance to go to Israel, you can still see evidence of first-century earthquakes that shaped the land and the water of Palestine. Entire villages were leveled. The Jordan River changed course. The Sea of Galilee took on new dimensions. Early Christians lost their lives. And for those still alive, they would never be the same. What's in your arsenal when the worst comes upon you? Where do you hide? What do you seek? We know that in all things... God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. 
In the past few minutes, we've talked about our arsenals being filled with God's Word in times of natural disasters, earthquakes, or floods, fires, storms, having God's Word hidden deep in our hearts. But there's more. We have internal struggles where we need the Lord through His Word speaking to us. Take money, for instance. Let's say you've lost your job, or your family depends on two paychecks and one paycheck suddenly goes away. You need your arsenal. I'm thinking of another verse where the Lord speaks. The context of Hebrews 13.5 is money. But this line, I will never leave you nor forsake you, can apply to so much more than your financial needs. Actually, Hebrews 13.5 is a paraphrase from the Old Testament, probably Deuteronomy 31, maybe verse 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of him, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Or it could be a paraphrase of two verses later. Verse 8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And all these verses and so many more are breathing into our lives, filling our arsenals with just what we need at the time to hold on to Jesus Christ. And how could I not mention times of war, which we talked about all last week? I can't help but think of Dorothy Buckley, who went off to war in England as a Wren, Women's Royal Naval Service. I met with her last week, just outside of Vancouver, and asked her to tell me exactly what a wren was. Uh, Well, the wrens, actually, the slogan was that we freed a man for the fleet. Mm. The women went in and did a lot of the jobs that normally the sailors did. The war was underway when you joined and became a wren? Definitely, yes. It had been going about two years. Mm. And I had a friend at that time called Tom Buckley who said to me one day, I'm going to join the RAF and become a Mm. pilot. Mm. So I thought, well, if he can join the RAF and become a pilot, then I'll join the Navy and become a Wren. (laughs) So off he went, and then off I went. The United Kingdom was pounded by the German Air Force in World War II, but another hardship was the rationing of food and supplies. Well, you see, most of the food that England enjoys is imported. And, of course, that was why it was rationed at the beginning of the war, because most of our food was imported from North America. Mm. And uh, the ships which brought the food to England were in danger in, at the Atlantic. Oh, yes. The U-boats were lurking there. Yes. And they would uh, uh, just interfere with any uh, transport, particularly food, which was mm. the sustenance of the British, mm. and uh, they would destroy whatever they could. I asked Dorothy if she was ever scared in World War II. On occasion, when we used to have to go out with our gas masks slung around our shoulders and our steel helmets on, and you see, at that point in time, I was on the south coast, and we had the German aircraft coming over Mm -hmm. uh, uh, most every night. You would hear the Luftwaffe bombers come over, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah. Dorothy Buckley's future husband was one of the fortunate a Royal Air Force pilot who made it out without being shot down and killed. They were married after the war, and God gave them a wonderful family as they immigrated to Canada. But what I found interesting is that she became a Christian when she was asked to lead their Sunday school. I thought, well, 
You know, if I'm going to be a Sunday school superintendent and teach these children about the Lord, then I really should... Study the Bible a little uh, bit. Yes, and and become (laughs) serious myself. And it was about that time when I gave my all myself, my whole self to the Lord and became a Christian and never looked back from that time on. Though she doesn't like to talk about it, Dorothy Buckley has really committed a lot of Scripture to memory. I asked her why it was important to store up Scripture in one's personal arsenal. I did did memorize a bit of Scripture and uh, it's very comforting because, you know, sometimes if you're uh, perhaps ill, or, yes, you know, not so feeling certainly. too well. You can just lie in bed and you can say them over and you don't need to have it there in front of you. So it's very profitable, really, to memorize Scripture. I like to do that. What a delight I had a few days ago to spend time with Dorothy Buckley. And I hope she's been an encouragement to you as she was to me. And all this week in our series called Hide and Seek, we're going to be looking at more inspiring words from the Bible to fill our arsenals with hope and peace in Jesus. Words that speak to us at just the right time when we need them. To remind us of what we have in Christ. Make your list. Keep them close. Maybe near your Bible. Memorize them. Meditate on them. They will be there when you need them. And always give glory to God for deliverance. That's what Dorothy Buckley does. Still mentally sharp, Even as physically, she's closer each day to seeing her Savior face to face. God takes care of all his children. He'll take care of you. Be not dismayed, whatever tide. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will Take care of you. God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will care for you. God will take care of you. 
That's a song that sounds a little different from what we normally play here on Haven Today, but the lyrics are filled with the truth, reminding us that God will take care of you and me. And it was sung for us today by the group Plum. You're listening to Haven Today, a program called Return to the Hiding Place. And speaking of hiding places, earlier I mentioned the name Corey Ten Boom. For decades, she traveled all around the world sharing her story of how God saw her through the darkest days of a Nazi concentration camp. Do you understand that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit with the love of God, that you are able to suffer persecution even if it should come in your days? For the love of God still stands also when all else has fallen. That's what I've experienced. I stood on roll call and terrible cruelties were happening in front of me. And suddenly a skylark came and started to sing in the sky. And all the prisoners looked up and we listened to the bird song. And when I looked at the bird, I looked at the sky. And I thought of Psalm 103, where it's written, As high is heaven over the earth, so high is God's love over all that fear him. And suddenly it was as if I wake up to reality. Oh, love of God, how deep and great, far deeper than man's deepest hate. And God sent that skylark three weeks daily, exactly during roll call time, to turn away our eyes from the cruelty of man unto the ocean of God's love. And we can see a little when we stand at the ocean, at this rocky shore. But out there, beyond the ice horizon, there's more, there's more. We can only see a little of God's loving, a few rich samples of his mighty store. But out there, beyond the ice horizon, there's more, there's more. Yes, the best is yet to be. But now already, now, there is a love of God available for you and me. And you can be the light for your house and in your work. And a light in this dark world. That's Corrie Ten Boom from a lecture she gave a few years before she went home to be with the Lord. They made a movie about her family's story back in 1975. It was put out by Billy Graham's Worldwide Pictures. They had a real crew, shot on real locations. The actors are superb. It's called The Hiding Place. And then, about a decade ago, they shot the sequel, Return to the Hiding Place. And I want you to be encouraged by both these feature films. For your gift to help us keep sharing this great story of Jesus, where you listen on the radio as well as on stations all over the world, we'll send you the digitally remastered DVD with the Hiding Place double feature. You just need to call us right now, and you can do that at 
65 Haven. 800 65 Haven. Or visit our website and experience some of the video that we posted with the late Corey Ten Boom and watch some excerpts from The Hiding Place and Return to the Hiding Place and then ask for the double feature DVD set. Our web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together this great story? It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. As believers, sometimes we forget that we are called to be changed by our faith. The Apostle Paul talked about it like wax in a seal, or we might think of it like Play-Doh, the children's clay toy. You put the Play-Doh in a shape, you conform the Play-Doh to the shape you want, and then that's what it is. Paul said, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. As we come to Christ in faith, our life is like Play-Doh in his hands. We trust him to mold us, to shape us according to his mercy, and then we'll be able to live a Christ-honoring life. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.